Hey, what's up, friends? Welcome back to the Dark Waters. I'm your host, Josh Smith. As always, I want to start this episode off by thanking you guys for listening, for sharing the podcast, and just for all the interactions that we've been having on social media. I greatly appreciate it. Um, as far as what's going on new up here with me, not fishing. The weather up here sucks. Uh, but, you know, we've been getting the heat wave, which, you know, I should be ice fishing right now, but when it's 30 to 60 degrees, the water don't freeze. So I'm hoping to maybe get the, the kayak out in the water in the middle of this week, but we'll see. The water, the weather here has just been very unpredictable, so no fish being caught up here. However, you know, if you got open water and you're catching fish, do me a favor. Tag me on Instagram in, in, on your pictures or hashtag darkwaterfishing. You know, fuck it. If I can't catch fish, let me live vicariously through you guys. Uh, I just want to see what's going on out there with you guys. So, uh, uh, big news. Uh, my uh, One of my most recent guests, Bam, uh, Brandon Miller uh, from uh, Northern California. He owns uh, uh, a custom rod building company called uh, Guru Fishing Rods. Uh, you know, after talking with him for quite a while, you know, I like his style. He, you know, he likes my style. So, like, fuck it, let's work together. So, we're going to be doing some shit together here pretty soon. I don't know, giveaways, we'll see. But uh, do me a favor. Go check him out on Instagram. I think it's at Guru Fishing Rods. Uh, give him a like. Go check out his website. You know, go look at his rods. If you need one, he might be your guy. If you don't need one, just go check him out. Um, but anyway, I'm excited to work with him. Uh, everyone I talk to in Northern California, uh, they swear by his rods. So he's got something good going on, and I, you know, and I'm excited to work with him. But that's about it. Uh, really excited about my guest tonight, uh, Mike McKinstry, the uh, the bass squash hunter. Um, you know, I feel like if you're new and you type in like kayak fishing, there's three things that are going to come up. It's going to be Greg Blanchard, uh, Robert Fields, and then Mike McKinstry. Uh, they, they've all just for the years been putting out some great content. Uh, and it, I'm excited, you know, I was excited to uh, finally get a chance to talk to the bass squash hunter. Um, you know, humble beginnings. We started out, you know, he took, you know, we talked about his, uh, early YouTube days to, you know, his journey to where he's at now. He's, I mean, he's about to put out a show on, you know, on cable TV or whatever it's called now these days, but like he's, he's going to be on TV now. Um, that, that's, that's just, that's, that's awesome. I, I couldn't be more stoked for the guy, but, uh, you know, it wasn't just about that. Like he's done a lot, uh, you know, like it was, it, it was really cool to hear his journey and hear about all the things he's done, uh, and how he's got to where he's gotten in the, uh, kayak fishing world. Um, you know, I'm excited to share this with you. It was a fun conversation. He's a badass dude, and uh, I'm glad that he allowed me to or, or, or gave me some time to uh, hear a story, and I'm excited to share it with you. So, as always, thanks for listening, and uh, I'll be talking to you guys soon. What's up, Mike? Man, we're recording. What's going on, Josh? How you doing, man? I'm good. So why don't you just go ahead and tell us where you're at right now and what you're doing? Because I see a bunch of kayaks. I hear a lot. Of, I hear a crowd. What's going on? Yeah. So I'm actually setting up right now for the Ultimate Fishing Show in Detroit. Uh, it's in Novi, Michigan, but they call it Detroit, and uh, it's pretty hectic here. So there's a little scenery of what's going on here. But we're setting up all the boats, getting all the kayaks ready, getting all the accessories ready. There's a little trout pond. Uh, right behind me right here so people can catch some trout while they're here 
And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a blast. Can't wait. Four days in a row of a lot of fun. Now, who are you representing right now? I know because you, you, uh, you wear a lot of hats. You got your own companies and your own show. I know you think Z-Man and Feel Free. Like, who are you representing right now as far as uh, for this uh, boat show? Uh, so at the boat show, I'm here representing uh, a local dealer, Summit Sport, um, and ACK, and uh, Z-Man Fishing Products, Feel Free, Three Water, uh, Yak Gear and Railblazer, and FX Rods, and... <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> no and, and a bunch of brands, yeah, a bunch of brands. No said. All right, well, I know who you are, uh, just in case. I think you're a pretty big name in the, uh, the kayak fishing community, uh, especially if you... Uh, if you go Google and or YouTube and you you put in kayak fishing, there's like three people I think show up. You're being one of them. You know, obviously Robert Field and uh, Greg Blancher. But uh, just for the people who might not know you, why don't you just go ahead and just introduce yourself, kind of just who you are and some of the things that you do right now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my name is Mike McKinstry. Uh, I'm the host of Bass Watch Hunter TV, uh, which is a, a show this year. It's going to be on the Pursuit Channel. Um, we legitimately have a cable TV show this year, which is amazing. Um, it's also on Waypoint TV streaming platform on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and uh, we go out and do some really cool adventures. And it's not your normal fishing show. It's not just fishing. Um, we've had zip lining over gator swamps. We've had dune buggy racing. Um, we've got stuff with airplanes. And, you know, we have so much stuff planned for the season. But um, it's fishing, adventure, um, you know, different exciting things. And we're doing a pay it forward segment in every, every episode this year, too. So, it's all about giving back, too. So we're trying to encompass everything into one show this year. And, uh, yep, that's what we're doing. All right, well, um, I could probably tell you how you got to uh, kayak fishing just because I've heard so many podcasts and I've seen your shows uh, multiple times. Um, but uh, I also know you've done a lot of other things. Uh, it's one of the things I found interesting about you is that you, you ain't always just been like this guy, you know, into the, uh, the kayak fishing world. Um, you know, I've seen pictures of you fight MMA. I've seen um, – there's all kind of things. Can you uh, kind of just go back and you – know, tell like a short brief story about the things you've done and how you ended up uh, into a kayak and uh, you know, kind of where you're at now, like how you ended up become like a you know, kayak fishing, um, you know, starting to show and things like that. Yeah. Um, I'll try to do the shortest version I can. Is that right, a long, right. That's a very long winded answer. I'll try to keep it short. So, right. uh, so yeah, so I've, I've had, uh, I've had seven businesses. Um, my first one, um, my first business, non-legitimate business when I was eight years old, I started selling rocks and pictures that I drew door to door. Um, and I had business cards made up and, um, uh, I've ever, ever since then, I've always, I've always been taught to create a job instead of finding a job. So I've always been self-employed and starting businesses. So I've done a lot of things. I, I had a music company for a while. Um, I'm really big into music still. Um, I did mixed martial arts for 11 years and I did professional fighting for a couple of years. Um, I trained and taught people after that. I played hockey for 30 33 seasons now. I'm on my 33rd season of hockey. I play every week still. Um, I, I, I've done a lot of things, but what got me into kayak fishing and kind of where I am now is kind of a conglomerate of everything I've done. I've always been in, I have four years of video school and photography class and graphic design. I have 13 years of marketing behind me that I've done. My, my big career I had was marketing and advertising. Um, all of that together kind of got me into wanting to promote things that I love doing and things that I'm passionate about. And it wasn't kayak fishing at first either. I, I was I was bass boat fishing, and I was just having fun with my ex-wife, and we were just doing things that made us happy. And I found out that I was spending most of my time on the water, and I wasn't like my office anymore. And I started doing a lot of my business meetings on the water. And I was like, man, I got to start doing more tournaments. Like, I love doing this. So I started going out and doing more tournaments on my bass boat, and I kept on breaking props and lower units of my motor and damaging my boat and just trying to get these little spots that boats couldn't go. 
So I was like, you know what? I don't know anything about these kayaks, but I need to get one. I need to get a kayak that's big enough where I can fish out of it. I need to go to these spots that I haven't been able to go to with my boat. So I bought a, I bought a feel-free 11 and a half lure um, off of a recommendation from a friend, and I saw one at a store, and I, I liked the way it felt, so I bought it. Um, I was the only person I knew that had one at the time, and I went out to my first tournament, fell in love with it within two weeks, sold the bass boat, and never looked back. And uh, I decided I wanted to quit my career and find a way to share why I love this so much and what kayak fishing has done for me and how many opportunities it's opened for me and how much peace it's given me. Uh, so I quit my job, started a YouTube channel, and uh, been grinding ever since, man. And it went from first year on YouTube, uh, second year on YouTube, third year on Waypoint TV, fourth year on Pursuit Channel. So it's been growing really well, and uh, it's been one hell of a ride, man. Yeah. Well, see, well, when, I, when I look at you on YouTube, I, you know, I, did a lot, I did my research, but, like, your YouTube channel, like, it, it goes back a while. Um, could you kind of, yeah. like, just go into, like, it's a uh, – I mean, you, you also said that you you know, you know jumped in the water, you're swimming the sharks now, and, uh, you know, this is your this is your job now. But, you know, obviously it wasn't always like that. Like, uh, and I imagine you've gone through, like, the trials and errors and, the you know, the – You've had your breath knocked out of you a few times. Could you just go into like, like the starting of that and how you actually got into like? I mean, for one, it takes a lot of guts to just jump in and do something like this. But then you never really just jump in. Like, there's got to be like those steps that you take that were you got to have a little bit of confidence before you you just say goodbye to the real world and, and you go off and live your fantasy. Uh, kind of like just go into like the start of like I guess we would say like the basketball or or your presence in like the uh, the social the social media and the YouTube world. Yeah. So there there are steps necessary steps that you're supposed to take before you do that that I didn't take so um, I tell people all the time like everyone always asks me like the number one question people get is uh, you know how do you do it what do I do and how do I like what did you do and I always tell people the same thing that my mentor told me don't do what I did because it doesn't work for everybody it's, right. everyone's got their own unique situation I happen to be someone who works well under pressure and I work well when I'm struggling so I, I've gone ups and downs my entire life. I've had plenty of businesses fail and plenty succeed. So I kind of knew, I know how to lose everything. And I know how to get it all back. So right. when I took the risk, I didn't really have like a big savings saved up, which I should have done. Um, I didn't really have a whole lot of income coming in from fishing like I should have done. I had enough where I thought I could make it work. And um, it was one of those things where I was putting so much energy into what I loved doing. And I was only working to be able to afford to do what I loved. Like, I was only going to my job so I could make enough money to be able to afford to go fishing. So after a while, I had to make that, that choice. And the choice wasn't for money. It wasn't for um, possessions or for a better life. Um, it was for happiness. It was literally I, – I, money comes and goes. I've always said this, too. Money comes and goes. You can gain, gain everything and lose everything a million times. But your time and your memories are the only thing that don't come and go. Time, you can only go. You can only spend it. You never get it back. Memories you can only take. You never have to give them back. So um, I chose to live my life. So when I first got, I uh, I didn't have a big YouTube following. I didn't really know what I was doing. Um, I asked people that I looked up to, like Robert Field. Um, I asked him, like, hey, how do I film this? How do I make this look better? How do I get more views? Like all the questions that people ask. Um, and like he always told me too, I'm one of the rare people that listens. I listened to everything he said and I tried everything and I failed a lot, but when I failed, I didn't give up when I, when I failed and, and lost everything that I worked for, I just kept on grinding and got it all back and just kept on growing. And that's, that's the part that people don't get is, you know, there's times where I've almost hung it up and I've almost said, you know what, I have a good job. I have to go start working again. All and right. then if I just waited out another month, 
everything pays off and it comes back. And I'm like, whew, thank God I didn't give up yet, you know? So, you know, the biggest part of the struggle isn't, like, I still don't have a lot of followers on YouTube and Instagram and stuff, and I don't really care about that kind of stuff. I'd rather have friends than followers, so I'm not a big person on having the most YouTube views or, like, I don't really focus on it. I just, if people want to go see it, they go see it. I just want to promote my, my platform, I guess, and try to reach more people um, in any way I can. And, you know, we reached over a million people um, on Waypoint TV this season, 2019. And on YouTube, I still have less than 3,000 subscribers. So it's not always about getting views on YouTube or getting subscribers or, you know, it's about finding the best way to reach your, reach your audience that you want to reach and share the message you want to share and not giving up when you get those down spots where, you, like, you know, I did sales for a long time. So I did door-to-door sales for a while too. And door-to-door sales is probably the hardest training ground for rejection in the world because you'll get 45 no's in a row, but you'll get one yes that you make five grand on. You know what I mean? Right, so, right, right. I always say it's law of averages. The more you try, the more opportunity you have to succeed. If you don't try, you have zero opportunity. If you try a thousand times, you got pretty damn good odds. You know, right. so, um, you know, anybody out there that thinks this is easy or thinks that it must be nice is what I always hear. Um, you don't get benefits. You don't get You don't get solid pay. You don't get uh, salary all the time. Um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a lifestyle choice that definitely is a lot riskier than people think. And it's a lot of... Uh, if, if it was easy, everybody would do it. The reason why everybody doesn't do it is because the rejection makes you say no. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah. I'm trying not to keep it a super long-winded response, but I could talk about that topic for three hours. Right, 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 right. Yeah. That, I, 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 yeah, we'll keep it. We'll try to keep things because I know, I know you got to go back to this uh, boat show. But, uh, you know, going back to, like, you know, just, like you said, starting this uh, the YouTube and going through the grind, uh, the struggles. Um. I mean, like, first off, we all get into kayak fishing because we, we fall in love with it, right? Like, it's a different, it's a, it's a different experience. Uh, it's, it's, it's an experience that, you know I could try to explain, but you know I'm I'm horrible with you know that kind of shit. But uh, I mean, you're having fun fishing, and then all of a sudden you get you turn fishing into somewhat of a job. Um, is, yeah. Is it, is it, is it, how, so I guess I, like like one of the things that I that I look is like how do these guys enjoy fishing when everything's about content? You know what I mean? Because like I watched the way you do your shows. Like I mean like. You got cameras everywhere. You're focused on getting the right shot, because uh, it's all about. Because you got you got to put this out to the people, the viewers. So it's not like me. I just go out there. I can do whatever I want. I, I could do this naked. I could, I could I could do it with a thing on. Like I got no pressure. But you're out there trying to build content. Has it gotten away of like your uh, your joy of fishing? It's you know what I'm talking about like just going out there and just just having fun. Like does it, does it ever seem like it's just work all the time? Um, so it didn't get in the way of it. It just changed it. And everyone warned me in the beginning, like, once it becomes work, you're not going to want to do it anymore. So don't make it work. And I kind of laughed about that because I did, I, I, I wasn't a professional musician, but I played shows for money. So I guess I kind of did professional music, but I was, I got paid to play shows. I sang and play guitar for hundreds and hundreds of people plenty of times. Um, I ended up having a music business where I worked with people in front of thousands of people. I did a cage fighting in front of thousands of people. Um, so I, I wasn't really worried about, and, and those were all hobbies, by the way. The reason why I started doing cage fighting for money and I started doing it for a living at one point is because I liked it so much and I was good at it and I liked doing it that I wanted to find a way to get paid to do what I love. Same thing with music, same thing with hockey, same thing with everything I've ever done. I'm super passionate about it. I want to find a way to get paid to do it so I can keep on doing it. Fishing was my escape for my job. When it became my job... I had to find a way to make fishing my escape still. And that's kind of where the episodes came in. That's how the show started is I wanted to find a way to share how much fun I was having. I wanted to find a way to show everybody like, look how much fun this is. Like these kayaks are legit. Like you can walk on them, you can stand on them. 
Like, I can get to really cool places that you can't go in a bass boat. And I can go to some amazing adventures because I took the risk of leaving my career and I struggle and I, you know, go through everything I've gone through because of that risk and all the stuff I do, this is what I'm able to do. So my show is kind of the way I enjoy fishing still because I like showing people how much fun this is. I like right. sharing my excitement. I like sharing new adventures with people, new species, new fish. And that's my joy of it. It is painful sometimes and repetitive stuff over and over when I just want to have fun. It's, it's tough sometimes. It's challenging, but it's all for the same purpose
right. uh, because I'm still trying to keep that real format where you're watching the whole adventure. Like, you, I want to make sure you can feel like you're there. Like, you see the traveling part, which you don't see normally. You see the restaurants we go to. You see the, the scenery. You see the hiking. You see the adventure. You see the gun range we might stop at while we're going there. You know, I want people to be, feel like that they were actually there, too, so it makes them want to go out and do it, too. Now, do you have uh, – like I said, before you had 100% input on what you did – um, you know, and just talk, you know, just, just knowing that, you know, once you start getting to like, you know, big world, bigger worlds, like it seems like you start losing, like you start having less control. Uh, and I'm not, not saying that's what you're going through, but you know, some people will tell you that, you know, once you, once you start getting bigger and, and really start doing the things you want to do, you start losing control of what's going out there and you, and you got to start following like some of the com- uh, demands of what, you know, the people who are putting the show on, who are investing in you. Have you started experiencing that kind of, uh, those kind of situations yet or is it still pretty much your show well i mean so i mean the bigger the show gets the more it costs to make so right. the more sponsor and more they their hands in and they say they want this i mean there's different but i i've been very very lucky with what I've, I've grown my fan base and my show the way that i've wanted to since day one i've kept it real organic natural People who watch my show, my podcast, anything, they feel like they know me personally because they do. I'm, a, I'm an open book. I'm super transparent. Um, right. Like I talk about my anxiety and my depression issues. I, I mean, I, people know me and I want people to know me. Um, I'm not a hidden person. Like I don't have any skeletons to hide. I, I mean, I'm the most open dude in the world. So I've been lucky enough where every time I've done my show, whether it's YouTube, Waypoint, or Pursuit Channel, I've been lucky enough to be able to go to them and say, look, this is what I want to do. And this is how I want to do it. And I want control of everything I do. And we've negotiated everything where I've had full control. So I still, right now, like I could post my episodes on my YouTube channel before the network airs them if I want. Okay. Um, like I have full control over what I do. Um, nice. All my sponsors are on the same boat too, where they, my sponsors and I all have good relationships. Most of them I've had for years. So we know each other really well. We're very personal with each other. Um, we're all friends. I, I wouldn't work with a brand that I wouldn't consider friends to. So they're the same way where I tell them like, Hey, trust me, I'm going to do my best to show people why I like your product. I'm going to show people why I use it, but you got to trust me and how I do things. And I've never had a sponsor complain. Um, everyone's always been like, yeah, man, do your thing. Like whatever you do works. So we'll stay out of it. We won't tell you what to do. So I've had full control of my show since day one. Um, every brand I work with wants me to have full control for the most part, because they know what I've been doing has been working. And until it doesn't work, then, you know, I like their input, obviously. I like when people give me input and give me criticism and help me evolve to be better. But I like having creative control over what I do to make sure it stays true to what I believe in. So I haven't lost control and no one's threatened me with control yet. Um, and like I said, I've been lucky enough with my platform where people people see what I do has to stay has to stay unique or it won't be right. what it is. You know what I mean? So yeah. no one's tried to interfere with it. So but the cable TV part is a lot more challenging because of the right. demands of it. But so far, knock on wood, it's been fine. <laughs> now, um, you know, like when you go into like the, you know, this is gonna be your, your first cable season. So I imagine like the planning of like, cause now you, when you're planning the season, it's gotta be different than how you did it before. Like, how do you get together? Like, like you start brainstorming. Like, what do you want to do? Are you, like, are you looking at like a season? Are you looking at like an episode? Like, what do I want to accomplish in this season? Like, how do you figure out like what you want to do? And then plus, how do you think about things like? Because, I mean, like, yeah, you're being original, but you also know that this outdoor stuff has all been, you know, a lot of it's been done before. To get to that, like, uh, that South Park episode where all, like, Simpsons did it, Simpsons did it. Yeah. Uh, how, you know, like, what are some of the things you're doing to plan that, you know, so you're staying original? Um, you know, do you, do you even care about that? Because you're, you're still going to go in with your own personality and your own, you know, outlook on things. Like, just how do you plan a season right now? 
So um, it's funny you say it that way too, because I always, I, I come from the music background and in music, it's like a joke that every band plays the same three chords for every song. Right. And it's kind of like a joke. Like if you learn a Green Day song, you can learn all of them if you learn one because they're all the right. same thing. Yeah. Just like Offspring, a lot of the bands in the 90s. And so in music, we always have this like this rule like in the studio where you're not the first person to play the chord, but you can be the first person to play it the way you're playing it. Right. Um, you're the first person to make the sound that you're making, but not the chord. So in video, it's the same way. I'm not the first person to go fishing. I'm not the first person to catch fish. I'm not the first person to do anything that I'm doing, but I'm going to be the first person. I'm trying to be the first person to do it the way I'm doing it. So the way that I'm showing people why I love fishing, I'm trying to make different than everybody else because I'm different than everybody else. I'm trying to do it real and keep it raw and keep it unique to me because nobody can duplicate you if you stay yourself. You know what I mean? Like nobody can duplicate anybody if you stay true to yourself. So I'm just trying to show fishing differently. And when I'm planning my season, I don't try to find things that nobody's done yet because that would just be, uh, that'd be like an endless search. It's just impossible to find something no one's done. And I don't need to be the first person to do stuff. I find, I'm trying to find new ways to show stuff. So like when I'm planning my season right now, like I'm, I'm planning, on, I'm filming in the next three months for, for the beginning of the season. Cause my season starts in April on pursuit channel. And as I'm planning all my trips right now and all my episodes, I'm trying to think of things that people would want to see. And that's it. I'm like, Oh, it's be fun to do. Like I, it's been done, but let's do it. Uh, like uh, kayak sledding, for example, um, I'm, I'm putting kayak sledding into my first episode uh, because we're going to be ice fishing in the first episode. And I figured people have seen ice fishing and it's boring. It's not fun to watch. So we're going to show you ice fishing. We're going to talk about it. I'm going to educate some people on why ice fish and how to ice fish a little bit. Here's some fun stuff. Here's some cool fish. But now let's take the kayak off the ice and let's go sledding and have some fun and have a good time. And then we're going to stop at a charity on the way back and help, uh, you know, serve food to the homeless or help at a dog shelter. Or, you know, we're going to give back to the community that we just helped out or that we just went out and fished in, you know. So that's how my episodes are structured for this year. So when I'm planning them, I'm not trying to find new ways to do things. I'm trying to find fun ways to show people what we're doing. Yeah. That makes any sense. Yeah. Now, have you uh, have you already figured out? Have you already started shooting the uh, the 2020 season? Yeah, we started filming a little bit of stuff. We haven't filmed. We haven't. I don't have a full episode done yet, but it's not going to air till April. So we're still filming. Uh, we're filming segments. So okay, certain air that are going to be throughout the season. Um, it's it's just the weather up here in Michigan. It's 29 degrees. It's snow on the yeah. ground. Yeah. Um, I was out in the I was out in the water yesterday, but it was it was like 25 degrees and snowing. It wasn't fun. Um, but we went out filming yesterday for a little bit in the snow. So as soon as the ice freezes, we'll start filming that first episode of the ice fishing, and then we'll be traveling around the country a little bit doing some uh, fishing down south and right. until the weather gets warmer up here. Now, are you, do you finish recording the whole season before you put it out, or, or is it just kind of like you put them out as you go? Like I, I, I know when you had your YouTube oh. channel and stuff, you can do it any way you want, but now with cable, I imagine, that, don't you have like – or would you have like hard timelines and stuff like that? Yeah, so there is hard timelines. So – Last year or this year, 20 or 2019, I'd say last year now, but it's still my season doesn't end on Waypoint until April, so I'm still in the season. But um, for Waypoint TV, I was filming as I went. Like I filmed, I put one episode out a month. I'd film it, I would edit it, I would put it out, and then I'd film another one, I'd edit it, put it out, and I'd keep on going. That way it was all, it was all current. It was all brand new. Like if you follow me on social media, you saw the post of me filming that episode that you're watching on TV right now. Right. Uh, with Pursuit Channel, I can't do that because it's 26 weeks in a row. I air three times a week for 26 weeks. I can't edit and film that. I mean, I can't do it. There's no way. Right, right. So we're filming most of it in advance. So I have the first um, couple weeks set up 
And then while that's airing, I'll be filming the next couple of weeks. And while that's airing, I'll be filming the next couple of weeks. So that way it's still relevant. It'll be a few weeks behind. Um, but that's the only way I can do it for, for cable. Because cable is so much more demanding and um, it's a much bigger deal. Uh, I mean, it goes out to, in Michigan alone, I think my channel will have 2.35 million impressions just in Michigan. So it's such a big deal to make sure everything's done perfect. So um, I can't film as I go, unfortunately. But I'll be filming throughout the year and then put it out and then I'll start filming for 2021 um, like in the summer and fall of this year I'll start filming for 2021 but I'll leave a few episodes open where I can film as I go for 2021 so I can do some cool stuff as they pop up oh nice alright well let's just get back to just the I'm gonna I'm I'm wrap this up in a little bit but just talk about fishing for a little bit uh you know, you've been doing it for a while now. You've been doing the show for a while now. You, you, I, I imagine you had a, you know, a point where you were you're really big into the tournaments. Um, where are you at? Just like just talk, you know, take all the business out of it. Where are you at with just fishing? Like, are you still are, are you still in awe about it? Are you still looking at tournaments? Are you still uh, how, you know how do you feel about the community? Like, what what, what has changed for you in fishing these days? Um, so I don't really do tournaments that much anymore. I used to do about 10 to 15 a year, which is a lot um, to squeeze in in the small season we have in Michigan. Um, I had over 13 top 10 finishes my first two years, and I, I, I did good at tournaments. I didn't do great, but I did good, and I loved doing tournaments. But I had to make a choice of one or the other. Because if you want right. to be a committed tournament angler, I mean, you know that. It takes five days a week. I mean, if you want to be a committed tournament angler, you've got to pre-fish, you got to travel, you got to do all this stuff, and you only yeah. win. You know, you don't win everything. Like, Tiger right. Woods doesn't win every tour. You know, yeah. and everyone always thinks like, so I used to do Kevin Van Dam's marketing for about nine years. I did his marketing and I did a tournament with him in 2013 and I was talking to him about doing this for a living. And I was like, yeah, I want to do this one day. He looked at me and it was like the most sobering words I've ever heard. He goes, if you want to fish tournaments for a living, you're never going to make it. You'll go broke. Don't do it. And I just like stared at him. I was like, dude, you win like, you win hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Like, how do you not make a living? He goes, yeah, but I lost 30 other tournaments that I spent five days a week traveling and all the stuff that I didn't win anything on. Right. He goes, so that money that I win spreads out for the whole year. I don't really make a living. He goes, I make a living off endorsements, off brand and brand sponsorship, off of uh, appearances, off of books, off of DVDs. That's where he made his living. And I was like, that's when my light bulb went off. And I was like, all right, well, I'm going to quit doing tournaments and I'm going to focus on being a host. I'm going to focus on sharing the sport. I'm going to focus on being a personality more than being a professional fisherman because I got to choose one or the other and tournament life is not fun. It's not easy. Either is right. host or personality life, I guess either, but you got to pick one or the other. So, um, so now I've just been focusing on that. And it's funny because the way things have changed in the last three or four years since I've been doing this, like there was very few people taking the risk of doing a YouTube channel, even let alone trying to produce content. Um, now everybody's doing now, I, and I, I like to feel like I was part of that spark. I, I, I hope to think that I inspired a lot of people to try to take the risk and be like, well, he did it, so I can do it too. And that's what I want to do. I want to inspire thousands of people to be like, you know what, I can do this. And they just take the risk and start making videos, start making content, put themselves out there and try to actually follow their dreams, whether it's in fishing or not. It, it's just a huge difference in life when you can stop doing things because you have to when you start doing things because you want to. And that's right. what I want to inspire people to do. So I've noticed the fishing community has really kind of like – when I started my podcast two years ago, a lot of podcasts weren't around in fishing either. There wasn't that many. Now I feel like everybody started one. Yeah. And I think it's really cool. I love hearing people's content. I love hearing, like, I went back and listened to some of your stuff too. Like, I love hearing, like, you can talk about the same thing that someone else talked about, but it's different. Like I was saying earlier, it's the first time you're saying it, and that's all that matters. Because right. you're going to put your own twist on it. So 
I like that the sport's evolving where people are becoming more open and they're not afraid to put their personalities out there more. And I think that's what's making a sport grow is everybody's putting their personalities into it now. So now it's no longer the three or four people that are driving the sport. It's everybody. Like, you know, a rising tide raises all ships. And now the tide is rising, so everybody's rising too. So. Nice. Awesome. I don't know if that answered your question. Sorry. No, that was perfect, man. I probably should ask the question better, but that's not that's what I was that's the answer I was looking for. Uh, but anyways, yeah, we'll wrap this up because you, you got a lot of shit going on behind you. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and just let people know where they can follow you, uh, plug whatever companies you want to plug, your your, your supporters, your sponsors, and uh, whatever else you got to put out there. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, well, you guys can check out my show. Um, you can go to YouTube first. I um, mean, go to basketballhunter.com, or you can go to the YouTube channel, which is Basketball Hunter TV. Um, make sure you hit the subscribe button, watch some videos, check them out. Um, after that, you can go obviously Instagram, Facebook, everywhere else. Um, it's free and easy to click thumbs up and like buttons. Um, on Waypoint TV, up until um, April, you can watch our show there. And then after April, you can go to the Pursuit channel and Pursuit Up, which is a streaming app, and watch all of our shows and our adventures. We'll always post them on YouTube and Facebook too. So the best way to follow us is on Facebook, on Basketball Hunter TV. That's where we have our weekly podcast. That's where we do all of our videos, our recaps, posting stuff too. So check it all out there. All right, man. Well, I make appreciate sure you, guys, you come. And make sure you guys share this podcast and you listen to it, too. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Well, man, I really do appreciate you making time. I know it was hard for us to get together because I'm a, I'm, a full, I'm a full-time dad. You're a full-time promote, self-promoter, whatever. But I appreciate yep. you coming on. And, uh, you know, good luck with 2020. And uh, hopefully we can do this again soon, all right? Awesome. I want to do a really quick uh, hello and shout-out to my buddy Paul from the Hobie team, too, as well. All right. What's up, Paul? <laughs> super, super cool, dude. So you guys got to check him out, too. But All right, brother. Well, I appreciate it. All uh, right. Talk to you guys soon.